needs him. If you didn't, if you haven't thought about it, you know, in two weeks or three or four, maybe you don't need it, you know? So anything else that you, you have questions, questions about, go to calvarymiami.com and uh, hopefully your answers will be found there. So tonight, we have a special night. We're going to just go over and uh, kind of give you an update on the summer camp that we just came back from. And uh, as you can see, we have youth here in the front. Uh, some of them may be sharing. Some of them may not. But it doesn't matter. The Lord did a work through all of them, I believe. And, and there was something that, that the Lord did that was very special. Uh, so let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for testimonies, Lord, that it shows that you have done a work in our hearts, in our lives. It shows that you are real, that you're working among us. So we love you, Lord. We, we dedicate this time to you. We pray for, for the youth that have been called to come up and share something that they may not be nervous, but that they may share freely what you have put in their hearts. We just pray in your name. Amen. Amen. So thank you for your prayers. God's presence was truly sensed. Um, we did see a work of the Lord there. Uh, one of the things we do every morning is TAWG. It's T-A-W-G, Time Alone with God. So we do that every morning, and our hope is that it sticks. You know, this is something that uh, every single one of us should be doing, but, you know, we're busy, and, and we don't spend that time um, but our heart as youth leaders is to disciple young men and women who love God and who are seeking to fulfill his purpose in, in their lives. And so this time uh, alone with him is, is really is essential to our relationship with the Lord. Um, especially I remember when I was in youth and you, you know we're struggling with all kinds of sins and all of us struggle with sins. And in our minds, we think of what is the greatest sin that we're committing. And, and we're just thinking of things we said, things we did, and replaying them in our mind. But really, the greatest sin we commit is not loving God. Not loving God to the point that we don't want to spend time with him each and every day. Um, because if we get that right, everything else falls together. And, uh, and the Lord gives us the strength for everything else. So, um, so yeah, our, our prayer is that that exercise that we did in camp that may stick throughout the summer and would stick for the rest of your lives. And um, I'm speaking to the youth, but also to you guys for the rest of our lives, too. Maybe something we, we should start doing um, in, you know, our children are in summer camp. And so we went through a lazy river. I don't know if any of you have seen that, not the Bonita one where you're, you're in chlorine just spinning around, but this was a, uh, a natural spring in, uh, in North Florida around Acala, and uh, it was just uh, for a few miles, we were like an hour and a half, an hour, 40 minutes floating on, on tubes, inner tubes, and uh, that led me to think about how Jesus spoke to the woman at the well, and how, she, how he said to her, that whoever drinks in John 4:13, the Gospel of John chapter 4:13, he says to her, "Whoever drinks of this water, speaking from of water coming from a well, 
um, will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. In John 10.10, Jesus says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But then he says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. See, that, that's our, our prayer for our youth, is that they may have that life and that they may have it abundantly. In Jeremiah 2.13, um, the Lord led me to this verse, and it made me think about this is what we are hoping to avoid. So I shared what we want, what we desire, but I'm sharing what we would like to avoid. Uh, Jeremiah 2.13 is, is talking about a people that's rebellious. A lot of times when we think of teens, we think of rebellious, but not all of them are so rebellious. Um, but in Jeremiah 2.13, God says to his people who were in rebellion, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. This, this verse really comes alive to me coming from Israel, back from Israel a couple weeks ago, seeing, and those who went, seeing the dry terrain and seeing places like Masada that, that's just rocks and dirt. And, and, and so they, they opened up in the, in the rocks, you know, um, these little pools, so that when the rain comes, they, they fill up, and that's what they survive on. The rains won't come for a year or whatever, and, but they, they have these pools of water that they, they, they survive on. So the Word of God here is talking about that, those cisterns, but that they're broken. And that's what happens to us. That's what happens to our youth. Uh, we, we come in and out from, of church. We, we come uh, weekly, uh, maybe two or three times. We hear the Word of God. We study we read books, we, we do all kinds of things to, to learn, to learn doctrine, to memorize verses, and we call ourselves Christian, but that's not enough. And sometimes we think that we can survive and that we can, we can fulfill God's purpose in our life just by that alone. But then we don't realize that we're broken cisterns, that we are trying to accumulate as much of the Lord as we can but something in us is broken. We are not right, and we're just, it's just flowing out of us, not in a good way. It's just, it just goes, and then we're left dry and empty, and then wondering where we went wrong, and we just keep repeating. Um, but see, Jesus says, and God says here, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, so this really stood out to me in uh, the spring because you see the beginning of the spring, water is coming out. And uh, we were watching some video before so that we can talk to, to the youth about it. 
and I think it was like 14 million gallons, Gabriel, I think it was, that we were reading, something like that. It's a crazy number of water that just keeps coming out of the, 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 the head spring. So it's not like water that's coming from somewhere else. It's just coming out from under the ground. And then it's a wide river, and we were floating on it, and it goes on for miles, for miles and miles, and it's so much water is coming out from under the ground that it's pushing us, and, and it's just going and flowing, and it's, it's uh, feeding all the plants around, and there's life, and we saw otters, and there's fish, and alligators, and snakes, and, <laughs> and all kinds of stuff, but it's life, right? You know, weeds, all, all these things. And, um, and what a picture that is of Jesus, and what a picture it is of how, where we should be, not in some place trying to hold whatever we hear from the Lord in and, and just letting it dry up and then wondering where we're going wrong, but to be in a place where we're all in, where we are allowing Jesus to carry us, to take us, to, to be swimming in that water, to be a doer, to be someone who becomes a spring themselves and is giving and is constantly giving. Um, and when the Lord does a work in our hearts, we want to give. We don't want to hold it in. Um, and then we see God give us more so that we give it back. And, and you know, we spend that time alone with him each and every day. So, so you know, that, that's something that we, we really were encouraging. And um, I encourage the youth. I reminded myself I need it every single day. Um, so, yeah, it's very special. Um, so right now we're going to have uh, some of the youth come up to share. And uh, it's going to be, you know, about five minutes, you know, whatever the Lord puts in your heart, put, say a verse, uh, share anything that the Lord has shown you or puts in your heart to share regarding camp. And um, first up is Alex Lopez. Hello, everyone. Uh, so a wise man once said, a wise man called Jerry Anguillo, that if God could speak through a donkey, he could speak through me. So if I make donkey noises, it's his fault. OK. Um, so no, just camp was a really special time for me. Just um, every year, it just seems that the Lord speaks to me more and more. And it's just, it's just a special time because, you know, you come into it, like he said, somewhat dry, and then you come back and you're overflowing. But something that I realized was that the only difference between camp time and regular time was just the amount of time you spend in the Word. That I could spend 10 minutes at home, and I could spend an hour at home, and the difference is so much. And that was the only thing about camp, just spending that hour in the Word instead of those 10 minutes. And that's what really fills you up and, and leaves you not broken and not a leaky vessel, you know, uh, a spring of life and just full of water. But a verse that I wanted to share is in James chapter 4, verse 5. It says, Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says, He yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. And I'm going to stop there for a moment. It says, so who are we talking about? We're talking about the Lord. And let's think a little bit about who the Lord is. So a few adjectives that come to mind. You know, God is perfect. God is holy. He's blameless. Um, you know, he's a creator. He's, he's a savior. He's a redeemer. But... 
to go back to, you know, Creator, talking about that spring. And, you know, God created that spring. God, God made, you know, God made the mountains in, up north, and he made the rivers down here, and he made the lakes and the fish and, and the sun and the moon and the stars, and it's just all so much. And, and you know, David says, you know, when I look at the heavens and the works of your fingers, and, and who is man that you are mindful of him, that the son of man that you would care for him, and just he yearns jealously to spend that time with us. Our God is mighty and our God is holy and, and he yearns jealously. Not, not that he says he wants to, not that he says he's okay with it. He yearns jealously. His desire, his, his innate desire that he wants with everything is to spend that time with us and to live in the spirit that he created. And, and if you really think about that, how can we fathom that? How can we fathom that such a holy God, such a, a worthy God, such a, a powerful God would want to spend that time with us and yet that's his promise. That's his promise to us that he wants to dwell in us, that, that if we let him in, and, and he's already in us, his Holy Spirit's in us, but that if we humble ourselves and, you know, if we say, God, come into me, and, and God, use me, God, I'm a, I'm a leaky vessel, and I, I need to be used, and, and, and he promises that he'll be with us. And, and how can we fathom that? It's just such a glorious grace and, and just such, such a blessing, and so... Something that I got at campus, you know, what's our response to that? What are we going to do about that? God says he's with us. God gave us that promise that he will be with us no matter what. He gave us that, that blessing, that grace, that mercy that we don't deserve. And then that he says he's going to be with us all the days of our lives. And so what's our response? And, and I'm not going to read too much, but in Ephesians 5, verse 2, it says, Therefore, be imitators of Christ as dear children. And and we're God's children. Again, we don't deserve that, but we're his children. And so what is our calling? What is our purpose? It's that we'd be imitators of Christ. And, you know, I think of my brother, and, and he's here for the first time in a long time. But growing up, and even now, all I've wanted to do is be like him. And all I've wanted to do is copy everything he does. And, and may that be our prayer tenfold with the Lord. May we want to copy everything that the Lord does. Again, God is loving. God is kind. He's holy, he's blameless, he's perfect. And, and we'll never get there. We'll never get all the way there. But God calls us to be like him. And then he promises his presence. And then he promises that he'll guide us as we try. So in camp, I guess I just learned that, you know, the Lord is with us wherever we go. You know, Psalm 46, the Lord is our refuge and our strength. It's we can go to God. We can go to him as our refuge, as our fortress. And and he calls us to that. He calls us to go to him. And then he calls us to follow him. And then he calls us to be like him. And, and yeah. Thank you. Okay, next up is uh, Nicole Haspel. Hi, my name is Nicole. Um, I'm a senior, so this was my seventh and last camp, and my favorite camp. And my favorite camp memory is when I hugged my brother, and then he hugged me back, and then he said how much he's going to miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> so, um, 
Coming into camp, um, I really didn't have any expectations. And like my whole thing this year is like, I don't want to be a typical senior and have that typical senior prayer and always be like, oh, pray for school, pray for this and whatever. So I just had the mindset of, oh, you know, I'll just come into camp with an open mind and an open heart and see what the Lord does. But then um, on Thursday morning, um, Stuart, one of our youth leaders, he was sharing um, from Acts 3. And a point which really stuck out to me was, are you going day in and day out without expecting anything or trying to accomplish anything? Staying in a routine and not trying to better yourself. So um, me and Stuart, like a lot of the time, we, like, we're always silly bantering and whatever. But then um, after he gave his Devo and he shared this, I was just like, respect, man. Like after you shared that, like I was really convicted. And then um, that same evening, um, George was sharing and he shared 1 Corinthians 15, verses 34 and 35. And these are about um, being like spiritually asleep and not really longing for anything in your walk. So in the beginning of verse 34, it says, awake to righteousness. And then the next morning, um, Friday morning, we were asked to read Psalms 37, because every morning the leaders gave us a scripture to read. And then um, through that, Psalms 37 verses 5 through 7 really spoke to me and they say commit your way to the Lord trust in him and he shall bring it to pass he shall bring forth your righteousness as light and your justice as noonday wait patiently for him and do not fret because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who brings forth wicked schemes to pass so just to sum up because I know I said a lot and I don't want it to sound like word salad or anything but um, my encouragement just for myself and for everyone here is just to wake up and to purpose to become better in his strength and in his timing and not to just go in day in day out and just ultimately to commit your way to the Lord thanks Yeah, word salad. So um, we need some addressing with that, right? So um, up next, we're going to have um, Tyler. Tyler. Wow, there's a lot of people. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Tyler. Uh, to be honest, like, I had a feeling like, oh, George, he's probably, he might ask me or whatever. I had no idea it was going to be today, to be honest with you, because, um, no, I was, like, with my mom, and my mom's like, oh, Gabriel Amante, like, texting me and stuff, like, texting me or whatever. I was like, oh, it's totally not about youth group or anything. Like, I, sh I should be fine or whatever. And she's like, oh, uh, yeah, he wants you to share tonight. I was like, Phew. oh, my bad. <laughs> and, yeah, so, um. I did have a mini heart attack, I won't lie to you. But ironically, I was at the doctor when that happened, so I was okay. So uh, yeah, we're good now. But anyway, um, I was gonna do a quick prayer. Uh, dear God, thank you that we all get to gather here tonight, Lord. Um, please bless all the youth that are gonna come up and share, and just fill us with the Holy Spirit, God, and bless the rest of the night. In Jesus' name pray, amen. So uh, going into youth camp, I had no idea what to expect. I was like excited or whatever, because you know, I just really, this past year, I was just really kind of wrestling with God. I was kind of trying to do a lot of things on my own strength, you know, just dealing with a few stuff. And just stressing over like very, just all, all the little things or whatever. So like, I really needed to go to youth camp. I had no idea what he was gonna show me. So like Nicole said, I was just going in with like an open mind, like, 
it's God to show me what you have for me, I guess, and whatever. So, and he showed me um, just a few verses. The first, like the main theme verse, Ephesians 5.14. When it says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. And another verse that he showed me was Psalms, 4, Psalms 46, 1 through 2. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and through the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. So yeah, that just like really spoke to me because like I was really trying to, the months going up to camp, I kind of just like not really forgot about God, but just kind of stopped like really praying or whatever. And I was still going to church and everything, but I was just very like dry going into camp. And I was really just trying to distract myself with other worldly things or like friendships at school or whatever that I thought would like film me or, you know, make me a bit, like, more happy, and it just, like, made me feel empty at the end of the day. Like, I tell you right now, like, that stuff, like, it didn't do anything. Like, it was really pointless at the end of the day. And just, you know, worrying about everything. Like, God is our refuge, and he, like, has the world in his hands, so why should we worry about where we eat, where we sleep, all these, like, little things? And, you know, going back to Ephesians, like, I was definitely like asleep in this camp I woke up and my yeah it was amazing just fellowshipping with all the youth like I love you guys a lot and George and Jerry and all the youth leaders like it's really pouring into my life and it means a lot to me like it really does and just um my biggest fear leaving camp I was like oh I'm not going to feel God's presence as much as like at camp like I'm going to go back to my old ways or whatever things like that and let me tell you he has been speaking to me so much from camp, and I was just like in shock, like, wow, God, like, you're so cool, like, that was, like, you're so awesome, and like, I was just, you know, just the fact that you're still speaking to me after camp is amazing, but uh, yeah, that's what I got, thank you. Thank you, Tyler. Um, Psalm 119, verse 10. Actually, verse 9, starting verse 9, says, How can a young man, young person, keep their way pure by guarding it according to your word? That's ESV. Let me uh, put in the New King James for us, New King Jamers. How can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Um... And verse 11, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So we're going to transition now to, to Matt, and he's going to share something, and then we'll have more use share. But one thing to keep in mind, you know, after the, the sharing that you've heard and what you will continue to hear, uh, it's great to hear these testimonies. It's great that, to see what the Lord has done. Uh, it's great to see an answer to prayer. But... Um, Please keep praying because, uh, it, you know, we see it over and over. Summer camp is one thing. You, you, you see the youth come here with a lot of excitement, and they go back to a lot of things that, that turn them away uh, and, and keep them um, away from the things of the Lord or, or just distract them. Or, you know, there's just so many things coming against our youth. So just keep them in prayer so that they may continue. So, Matt? Hi, family. So camp was an awesome time. The Lord did a lot. 
Um, one of my favorite times of camp was that every day we'd have a memory verse, and the youth would have to memorize it, and then if they can recite it to us with, like, out any help, by the end of the day, they can get some points for their team. So I thought that was really fun. It was fun seeing them drill each other at lunchtime and at dinner time. They were super into it. Um, but one of the stories I wanted to share that I really related to was one of the youth um, was a bit on the pickier eating side of the spectrum, which I can relate to. I'm a very picky eater. Um, so he would eat, but you know, breakfast, but maybe not lunch and dinner. So it was on and off. So one of the times we were having sloppy joes for lunch, and he was like, oh, I can't do this. This is like so gr I'm going to throw up if I eat this. So then I went up to him and I said, OK, look, how about this? If you eat lunch and you eat dinner, no hesitation, the whole plate, whatever I, you, like is on the plate, and you eat it all, then I'll treat you to something here. So I gave him one offer, and he said, no, 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 I can't do that. That's nothing. So then I had to get the boys together, and I consulted. I go, OK, what does this guy like? What, what is like? something that he's going to go crazy over. So we came up with something, then I, I gave him another offer. And then he, was, he really considered it, and he, looked, he, he even went and got a sandwich and came back and put the sandwich in front of himself, but then he, he ended up not doing it. So then I gave him my third and final offer. It was like the best I could offer, but he still said no. And he's like, oh, I can't do it. I don't know what dinner's going to be. I can't do it. That was his, his, his saying. Um, little did he know we were going to have pizza that night for dinner. So I, I related it to it so much because I'm like, Lord, how many times do I do that to you where you have something incredible for me, but because of my fear, I just say, no, I can't do it. You know, oh, I'm too scared. The situation's um, too intense, too dire. And I really related to that. And if we can go to Daniel chapter 2, Daniel was a man without fear, a young man, a very wise man. Um, and one of the verses that we had to memorize was be imitators of Christ in Ephesians. Um, Ephesians 15.1, I think. Um, and Daniel was a man sold out for Christ, and I truly believe he imitated Christ. And there was three things that he did here in Daniel chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 14 through about 23 very briefly. Um, he does three things. The first thing he does is he seeks counsel. He asks for prayer. And he praises the Lord. And those are three things that I think will really just highlight camp. That's what camp's all about. Seeking counsel, asking for prayer, and worshiping and praising the Lord. Um, around this time, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that he couldn't interpret. So he asked all the wise men to try to interpret it. No one can do it. So he's like, all right, all you wise men are terrible. I'm going to kill everybody. But he hadn't spoken to Daniel yet. And Daniel, he hears about it. He asks the king's guard. He goes, hey, what's happening? Um, and he lets Daniel know why. So if we start in verse 14, it says, Then with counsel and wisdom Daniel answered Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree from the king so urgent? So then he made the decision known to Daniel. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. So here Daniel seeks counsel. If we look at verse 17, Verse 16, it also says, he went in and asked the king's times. Number 17, then Daniel went to his house and he made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah and his companions. So they get together, they get together and they have a prayer session. They seek counsel um, both from his friends and from the Lord. And if we go to Proverbs 19, see what the, the word has to say about getting counsel. 
Proverbs 19, verses 20 and 21 say, Listen to counsel and receive instruction, that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart, nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. And also Proverbs 11, verse 14, says, Where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. And just the one, we have to make decisions in life, it's always best to seek godly counsel in the word of God and from those that are more mature in the faith than you. And that's exactly what Daniel does. He goes in and he asks his friends, he says, hey, let's pray together and let's seek from the Lord. Um, he, there, he stalls there in verse 15 and 17. He asks the king for more time. And I truly don't believe it's because he was scared or he's like, oh, my life's on the line. Let me just get more time. I think Daniel knew that seeking God would take some time. And he took that time. He set it apart to seek the Lord. The second thing he does is he asks for prayer. And he knows that when in trouble, the best option is definitely to go to prayer, to pray to the Lord. He could have definitely been freaking out. It says there in Daniel, let me, let me slide back to it. It says in verse 18, that they might seek the mercies from the God of heaven concerning the secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men. Their lives were on the line but he sought the Lord. And it reminds me of Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. And just that we would, in those times of trouble, seek the Lord, because he has, he has it all. He's, he's mighty. He's a mighty God, like Alex said. And the last thing that Daniel does is he praises the Lord in verses 20 to 23. And we'll briefly go over that. It says, Daniel answered and said, so the secret was revealed to Daniel. Then he answers, blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells in him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might. You have now made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. And kind of researching for this, Daniel actually quotes from 15 passages and from six books of the Bible in this short little excerpt. And that just makes it clear why Daniel was such a wise guy, why he was full of wisdom and, and he was so mature for his age, because he was full of the word of God. And he sought the word and he sought the Lord. And keep in mind, Daniel was a really young guy. He was probably only like 17 or 18 when he went through all of this. And I know oftentimes we correlate wisdom with age you know, for good reason. If you're older, you've gone through so much more and you have so much experience. But I truly believe that us young men and women, if we seek the Lord, God can give us wisdom and maturity beyond our years. Um, James 1 says, ask of, of God for wisdom and he'll give to you, you know? So we just ask of the Lord. So truly, I believe that's what camp's all about, just seeking counsel, asking for prayer, praising the Lord, spending time together with other godly men and women in the faith. And I was just really blessed by this year of camp, seeing everyone that was able to come out and just the joy that everyone had to be together. Um, the unity, there was no drama or craziness. Um, it was just a really sweet time at camp. So that's what I have. I'm going to ask now that Nathaniel Haspel comes on up.
All right, good evening. Before I say anything else, we can pray. God, I thank you for gathering us here together this evening, and I thank you for giving us all this opportunity to either do the testimonies or hear from the testimonies, God, and may they all resonate with our hearts tonight, God. In your name I pray, amen. All right, my name's Nathaniel. I'm 16 years old, and this was my fifth camp. I had to check my notes for that. But um, <laughs> camp was great. We had a lot of activities that we did, a lot of time spending with each other, wrestling, if you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> and of course, we got to spend a lot of time with the Lord. And during that time, uh, one of the guided readings was in Proverbs 4. And I'd like to read verse 18. Verse 18 reads, But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. And that verse, it just reminded me that if I intend to walk with God, then I should have no shame of what I do, you know, walk in the light. Like if I'm talking with somebody and I have to whisper in their ear or lure their voice and then I'm looking out for, for my pastor or like my dad or whatever, then I probably shouldn't be saying that. Like saying like if I'm on the computer, if, if I'm on a tab that I shouldn't be on, then if I'm racing to click away or whatever, or if I'm looking around to see if anyone's walking by, then I shouldn't be on that computer tab, you know? So it's just a good encouragement that if I'm doing something that I'm not proud of, then I shouldn't be doing that at all. You know, nothing that causes shame to myself or my family, you know, or the Lord too. And the second part of the verse, it reads, that shines ever brighter into the perfect day. And that was a reminder that, you know, as this world is getting darker and as uh, the world is getting closer to sin, we have to be growing closer to God and always have to be growing so that I can share the word with others. So at least a couple people will hear the word from me. And I pray that this was an encouragement to you guys hearing it and for any parents that are thinking about sending their kids next year that they can grow in the Lord and they can get things from their time alone with God that maybe they won't be able to see at home. All right, I'll pray out. God, I thank you again for this time and for allowing me to share my testimony tonight, God. And I pray for anyone else that's going to be sharing tonight that you'll bless them too. You'll give them the spirit of boldness and not that of nervousness, God. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Next up, we'll have Gabriel Fernandez to come on up. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm Gabriel. Uh, I'm going into my junior year of high school. This was my fourth year of camp. Um, it was supposed to be my fifth, but in my third year, my dad got COVID two days before camp, so thanks, COVID. Um, <laughs> this camp, it was filled with, like, so much excitement and, like, so many memories. Like, uh, my favorite memory of this camp was, um, it was the last night, and all the boys were wrestling, and me and Andres were getting ready for bed, and then George just comes to the room randomly, and it's like, you want to go for a ride? So we're like, sure. And then, long story short, um, we ended up at 7-Eleven at like 2 a.m., eating candy and talking about sports, like trades with Damian Lillard. Um, so thanks, George, appreciate you. Um, <laughs> another one of the memories I really liked was like holding um, Stuart and Janexi's baby, baby Valentina, and I'm holding her, and I just look up, and I see like eight kids with side eyes on me wanting to hold her. Um, <laughs> you guys know who you are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wanna pray before I share, so. God, I thank you now. Um, for this time, God, I pray that you would just be uh, speaking through me now, God. I pray that uh, I'd be used now. Um, I pray that all the fruit that you left in the youth, God, that it would just be lasting fruit, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, so going into this camp, I wasn't really um, like expecting anything. I just wanted the Lord to speak to me. I just wanted to hear his voice. And something I, 
I really felt that I heard from him was just his love for me. So in Revelation 3.20, I'm going to read it. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come into him and eat with him and he with me. Um, so before camp, uh, being a student at LHM and going to church on Wednesdays and Sundays and going to youth group every Friday, it could be really easy to just get lazy um, in the things of the Lord and just, you know, make it a chore, make it a habit, and, you know, go through the motions and not make it a relationship. And I think this verse paints a beautiful picture of, like, that the Lord is there, like our Savior Jesus Christ is there waiting for us, waiting out the door to have a relationship with us, to dine with us, to eat with us, and, like, how, so, how easy it is for us to, like, just ignore him. And it's, it's really just heartbreaking, like, like, our Savior is there waiting to talk to us, and like Alex said, yearning after us, and we can just ignore him, and we can, like, push him to the side. So my encouragement to you guys and to myself is that if you guys are believers and you've grown cold to God's word and to the things of him, just to open the door and let him back in and, like, have that relationship with your Savior. Um, so, yeah, thank you. And we will also have Chloe come on up. Okay, hi, I'm Chloe. Um, this year was my seventh and final year of camp. Um, and during all those years, I never shared a peer until today. Um, during my years of camp, the Lord has always spoken so clearly to me um, and would lead me to where I am now or what I was going to go through the following year. Briefly, my first year of camp was building friendships and those people I look up to. Second year was do your devos in the morning, be consistent. Third year, hold on to his promises. Fourth year, being in his word and doing what he says will make you prosper and succeed. Fifth year, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Sixth year, surrender your thoughts, plans, and ideas to the Lord and he will tell you exactly what you need to do. Each of these themes move along with each other and the Lord has placed them in his perfect timing for me. And looking back, without doing my devos, I wouldn't have been able to see his promises. And with those promises, when I pour in his word, he will guide me and he's continued to do that. And I'm seeing it in these past steps, which has led me to my seventh year um, that my strength is and I pray will always be from the Lord. The verse I have is Job 16, 5 and 6. It says, But I would strengthen you with my mouth, and the comfort of my lips would relieve your grief. Though I speak, my grief is not relieved, and if I remain silent, how am I eased? So before camp, I wasn't even expecting to go. I had started college classes already, which was also very unexpected. Um, making the decision to go to camp or not because of these new responsibilities, I was putting a lot of stress and pressure on myself, making rash decisions with everything, and just doing things in my own strength. And I hadn't been doing my devos as well for a couple of weeks during that time, which is why I was doing it in my own strength. And in the verse, he strengthens me and would relieve my grief, but it's something that I have to pray to him and let go and give it, and something that I shouldn't hold on to. On the last day, Pastor George did the morning devo, and a verse he shared was Ephesians 6, 10. 
And it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I can rely on the Lord's strength, and he will get me through whatever it is because he strengthens me, and he always has. So next we're going to have George come up, and he's going to share a little bit with us, and then we'll continue with the night. Hey family, 54 youth, 13 leaders, uh, the sixth camp in a row that I have the blessed privilege of, of leading. And um, man, six plus days of uh, being able to be disconnected from our electronics, from our phones. And Gabriel, he likes the trip to 7-Eleven the most. But <laughs> hey, that works, right? I thought I'd uh, welcome up Elias to, to come and share uh, a, a verse and uh, maybe the application that you got from this week. And then uh, we'll, we'll close up with uh, a short portion of scripture that we were able to go through and uh, the camp video uh, for us to, to be able to actually see some of the things that, that happened there um, at camp this year. So Elias, come on up, and then uh, we'll dive into God's word a little more. Good evening. Um, so earlier it was funny. Um, in lunch, they sent like a general text, like for all the youth to be ready. And then I was talking to my mom, and then I was like, "Oh, she's uh, like they're gonna text me like individually if I'm like actually sharing, right?" And then she said, "Oh, the text said just to be ready." And then like I didn't really check my messages until like it was a little late, and then ended up I have like George texting me to share, so. Yeah, um, let's pray, because, yeah. Um, God, God, I thank you um, for this time, for all the youth to share, um, just the work you did in camp, God, I pray. Um, most of all, that this work um, wouldn't have just been a one-week thing or would last even for the rest of the year, God, but that this would, um, the work you did would continue for the rest of their lives and just ultimately eternity, God, in your name I pray, amen. So um, the verse I got was a popular verse. I've, I've memorized it probably in kiddos or VBS. It's um, Psalm 37.4. And um, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So for me, at least, I get tend to focus on the giving me the desires of my heart part, because that sounds really good in my ear. And like I like in my flesh, I want the desires in my heart. But um, the the first part really stuck out to me this year: the delight yourself in the Lord. And an analogy um, George shared that really um, like spoke to me because I enjoy sports and I can connect to sports was um, the example of two basketball players, um, Kobe and Michael Jordan, and just how like. Kobe would like study Michael Jordan's film and want to be like exactly like him and Michael Jordan wasn't like I'm not trying to compare him to Jesus but um, we need to be doing that like even more to Jesus because like he he's flawless like he has no uh, imperfections so we'll never be like steered wrong if we try to um, just delight ourselves in the Lord and like try to be more like him and uh, another verse that spoke to me that is kind of in contrast to Psalm 37.4 is James 4, verse 3. 
Um, it says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your, on your pleasures. So that kind of just shows the, the contrast of when we, um, when we want something. Uh, it's not like because we read the Bible, because we go to church, because we like maybe even serve him, it doesn't, we don't get the right to like get whatever we want and get the desires of our heart. But instead, it's the opposite. It's delighting ourselves and His will becoming our will, and then um, it'll be like for His glory and His plan, and not um, our plan becoming His plan. So, an analogy that like came to mind during camp was um, just the idea of like God being the heavenly, like our heavenly Father, and having that um, balance between wanting to bless us and um, also not. Uh, giving us all our desires because if we were left to ourselves we would end up like not here for sure and like not uh, where we're supposed to be so the analogy is um, like if a five-year-old kid asks his dad to um, drive his drive the car for example uh, a loving father would say like no you're not ready in this in this time so could the son like disregard the father and still try to drive yes but it's just gonna end up like crashing and burning and like coming back to the father uh, when all that could have been avoided when if he just um, listened to his father. So in my life, um, I, need a, I need to work on or continue to grow in listening to my loving father. That way I don't end up um, crashing and burning and just, uh, even if it's not, cause driving a car isn't a bad thing. Like that's probably how all of us got here. I don't think any of us like walked or anything, but um, like that's a good desire and like um, to have. It's just maybe not God's time. So that was another important thing, just trusting God's timing. And yeah, that's what I got. Ephesians 5.14 was our theme verse for the week. So I welcome you to turn there with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, we've prayed often, uh, but hey, let's, let's pray again and uh, just continue to ask the Lord to speak to us even within these last couple of minutes. And Lord, we thank you for the work that you've done in each and every one of these youth. Thank you for the way that you've spoken to us tonight through them. And Lord, we pray for lasting fruit. We pray, God, that this would not just be a, a week in, in their lives, uh, God, but maybe this would be that week that changes everything. Uh, that week, Lord, that they could look back upon and say, from that moment on, all the days of my life, I spent them walking with the Lord. So, Lord, we pray for that in each and every one of these youth's lives. Thank you so much for those that are in this room and that can look back at different camps and different retreats that you had them go on. And, Lord, they're still walking with the Lord. Uh, so, Father, please have your way now as we go through this verse and as you continue to speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Ephesians 5.14, it says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The theme of, of this week, it was to, to wake up, right? And the thing about being asleep it's that you don't really know that you're asleep while you're sleeping. You realize, man, I was asleep once you wake up. And this was a call to wake up. It was a call in the lives of these youth, of 
the leaders, everyone that, that was listening, that would partake of, uh, of God's word each and every day, that the days are evil, that we're living in the last days, and there's no time to be fooling around. We had the exhortation of putting away the old man, which says in Ephesians 4, to put away the old man and to put on the new man. And as you put on the new man, what you do is you put on Christ. You put on things that honor him and glorify him. But there's a putting away, almost that of a changing of your clothes, right? And at the end of the day, your clothes is dirty. You say, I'm done with this. You swap out to a fresh pair of clothes, right? And you wake up and maybe you'll change again and you'll say, okay, I'm ready for the day. And it's the idea of putting on something new. And at times we have to be reminded that as believers, we've had the same set of clothes on for a really long time. And we're smelling stanky. Youth, they, they have a great time at camp. But if deodorant's not applied, they smell stinky. If, if, if they don't change their clothes, we know that they haven't changed their clothes. We know that they haven't showered. So we pull them to the side and we're like, take five minutes and go take a shower, man. And the Lord, he does that for us. He says, hey, you're, you're getting a little stinky. I, I, smell, I smell the world on you. I, I, smell, I smell the things of, of this world on you. Why don't you go ahead and, and take that off? Why don't you, why don't you go ahead and, and put that away? I have a new set of clothes for you to put on. And that's what the Lord uh, had for us uh, this week. A calling to wake up. One of the things that as, as youth we struggle with, and man, we could struggle with these things as we get older in the Lord, is putting away friendships that don't honor him. And we spoke of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 33 through 34, that say, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Or bad company corrupts good character. And what we see in verse 34 is that calling to awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. The word awake there in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34, it's, it's that of returning from drunkenness. It's to become sober. And the, the same thought can be applied to the things of the world. Maybe you've had just too much of the world this week. And you're not thinking straight. And you need to sober up. Sober up in God's word. Spend time with him. Allow him to show you, you know what? You're a new creation in me. You don't have to be going back to those old things. Those, those, those old things, they, they don't honor me. Walk with me. Put on that new set of clothes that I have set apart for you. And then verse 15, as we quickly come to a close and We'll play a, a, a video so that you could see some of the things that we did this week. It says there in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Circumspectly, that means that we're walking carefully. That means that we're walking wisely not as fools. And what we chose to kind of focus in on there in verse 15 is the idea of 
redeeming the time. As we go into verse 16, it says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. There's a couple meanings to that Greek word there, time. And the first is that of the day-to-day, the hour-to-hour, the second-to-second. But what it means there in that portion of Scripture is more of a defined period of time, that of an opportunity. And what we spoke about to the youth, the way that the Lord ministered to us was to take advantage of this opportunity. I I can attest that I feel like just yesterday I was at youth camp and I was 15 years old. Now I'm 30. I have gray hairs. I have two children. I have a wife. Time, it goes by, it goes by quickly. And the encouragement was to take advantage of this season that you're in. And that's not only for the youth, but that's for all of us in this room. We're all in different seasons of our life, different opportunities that the Lord has presented in front of us. Seize that opportunity. Do the best to run with the Lord. Do the best to represent him well. Be the light in the darkness. And each morning, purpose to take off that dirty clothes and to put on that new man and to represent him well. So what we'll do is we'll pray, we'll watch that video, the worship team will come on up, and there'll be pastors up here available for prayer. So God, thank you so much for the work that you've started in each and every one of these youth. Thank you, God, that your word does not come back void. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that your word is for today. And Lord, we pray, uh, God, that if there's anyone here that, that just woke up and realizes I've been asleep for all of this time, that they would come up and pray with one of the pastors. Thank you for each and every person here tonight. We love you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.